Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsack for another edition of the big show, the main show, the big plush pork of our toy collection. This is Force Center, and we're going to be talking about Star Wars merchandise and toys today, but I could not do it. Without these two. I mean, literally could not <laughs> do this. It's Joseph Scrimshaw and Jennifer Landa. Oh, I want to be hugging a big Porg. Me too. Now, you both own Porgs? Yes. Oh, yes. Of some variety? Yes. 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 Hmm. I have one in my imagination. Uh, <laughs> and that's the most important one. Yeah, and then yeah. I have a plush Porg hmm. and a Funko Pop Porg mm. and right. uh, the Funko Chop. Pop Chewy that comes with the Porg, and then the little Porg action figure that comes with the Chewy action figure. That's my whole Porg collection. I think I just got the Chewy one for now. I know the Black Series Porgs are coming out. Oh, yes. wow. Yes. The two little two Porg pack there. Our two Porg yep. pack. Nice. But that's a lot of Porgs. Jennifer? I have a lot. I have, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have plush Porgs. I don't have the Pops yet. I got to get those. I have right. clothing. I have a hat that I made myself to be a Porg. Well, your dog's <laughs> costume. My dog is dog's a Porg. Costume. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a little Porg obsessed. Have you yeah. seen the exclusive Funko Pop that is open mouth Porg? Is that the what? sad Porg one? No, its mouth is just open, so what? you get to imagine. I, to me, it's screaming, which is why I want yeah. it. Oh my I gosh. really need it. Yeah. That yeah. scream, uh, that, that's still actually one of my favorite parts so of The Last Jedi. So cool. and, yeah. and, and, if, and going back to the trailer, when they do the double edit, that yeah. Yeah. 
I would have, I, I wasn't like anti-pork, but I was like, oh, that's fine. That's, yeah, that's cute. That's but fine. that's one of my favorite parts of the movie. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's just, there's so much momentum and purpose behind that <laughs> scream. Well, like I said, we're going to be talking a lot about uh, Star Wars toys today. It is definitely a part of the galaxy, a part of what this is all about for us as fans. Um, so we're going to dive into that. But I do want to remind you that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audio book download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash force center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from, from your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And the force center recommendation is coming soon. But let's dive into this discussion on The Last Jedi and merch and just Star Wars toys in general, Joseph, because they're always going to be in our heart. Yeah, yeah. They're such a huge part of this. And we've had a couple fans request. Uh, Ken, you've done a couple of great Spotlight Star Wars, mm. kind of uh, just uh, reminiscing about toys and talking about what you got now. And then we've yeah. had a couple of fans that are like, we love hearing about toys, you know, want to dive into it on the main show. And I thought, this is a great time to do it because The Last Jedi toys are fading and soon the solo toys yeah, will rise and true. this is a moment in time where you can't ignore like the cycle doesn't end right there will always be more star wars merch so i want to talk a little bit about uh, what it means to us as uh, fans of star wars how important jennifer starting with you just how important is the merch to your experience of star wars it is incredibly important it is part of my idea Identity. I, it's gotten so in, intertwined that literally every single day, without even realizing it, I'm wearing something Star Wars. My mom, she was like, do you have any other t-shirts besides Star Wars? <laughs> and I, I was like, I don't think so. No. I really don't. But part of it is just like making up for all the years when I was a kid where I felt like I did not, I didn't have the money to be able to buy it, uh, to buy the stuff that I wanted. And of course, the dark ages, which we talk about in the 90s, where I was like, I could not find anything Star Wars um, unless it was like ridiculously expensive. And so, yeah, I'm... The mer- merch is my life. Yeah. <laughs> now, and if you have the skills, if they didn't make it at this point in your life, you would make it. And that's what I love, yeah. too. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. Before they started making pork beanies, I made a pork beanie. <laughs> right. Out of necessity. Because yeah, you right. couldn't wait that, like extra two weeks yeah, or whatever, yeah. right? No, no. I'm like, I want to watch The Last Jedi in my pork beanie. <laughs> and I will make it so. <laughs> yeah. uh, Ken, how important is the merch to you? Like if a Star Wars movie came yeah. out and they're like, yeah, we're skipping the merch. Uh, they, they finally make our Kenobi movie and they're like, yeah, but we're skipping the merch. It, it would be disappointing. Right? Case in point, Solo. I've always been, in general, on board for a Solo movie, right? Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, going to watch it. And then the trailers came out. I was like, oh, this is looking good. Uh, Alden's voice is kind of, uh, we'll see. And then the the Black Series figures, the pictures of them came out. And I was like, oh, I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm all in on all the characters. Alden looks great. Uh, That mech stormtrooper looks wonderful with his (laughs) fancy jacket. (laughs) Looks like a Billy White Shoes Johnson. Furry ankles. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, as does uh, Lando with his scarf that you and I keep talking about. Scarf that broke the internet. Yeah, like, so it is absolutely important to the experience for me. It's, It's forever intertwined because of what... George and Kenner and Lucasfilm did back in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. And um, we are, are of the generation to have hit that wave that started this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and part of what we're going to be talking about today is, you know, is that is that changing now? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's that great documentary that you and I have uh, seen, but I don't think we've got a chance to talk about on air. Right. The Toys That Made Us. Right. It's on Netflix. And if you uh, haven't seen it and you're interested, go watch those. They're fascinating. They are. Uh, there's one egregious... I think uh, not error, but uh, mm. overgeneralization. Yeah, that that uh, annoys me in the Star Wars one. What's that? They tell a great picture of how much merchandise was made for the Phantom Menace, like almost right. too much, and you know, share yes. some of the great weird Jar Jar stuff, and say so. Then they kind of shifted gear to the classic stuff. Whereas, of course, the reality is, starting mm-hmm. in 1995, they reintroduced the toys yes. mm-hmm. to gear up to the special editions and the prequels. Right. And like that was like, all right, all right, you're just kind of tightening things up. But that was a huge part of my toy experience, yeah. which is the next thing that I want to talk about is kind of our rituals, yes. like how they inform our day-to-day lives is, you know, when I was a kid, my ritual was I, I don't care if I uh, have to go grocery shopping because we're going to stop at Target and I can check the toy aisle yeah. and mm. see if it's there. And I... It, that was the power of the power of the force when it came back. That <laughs> part of my life that had been gone yeah. came back. Yep. And to this day, when my wife and I go to Target, we go to the toy aisle first. 
because that is a part of our just ritual. Well, it's it's a, in our lives. Part of a good marriage. It's is a what it solid is. marriage. Yeah. <laughs> and now I can't stop her. She, yeah. I get texts. She just brought home another Leia because she's like, well, we want to take one out of the package. She's like, yes, we do. Yes, Thank we you. Do. Yes, we Bring do. Bring Leia home tonight, baby. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> what are your? What are some of your like rituals? Because like I know we get we get great pictures from our fans of like here they are on my desk at work. Yeah. Or here's a display I've made of my VHS. But, like, how do they impact your day-to-day lives? I, I always look for Star Wars toys if there's a toy out. I included um, uh, my girlfriend and I, um, one day she was like, I need to stop by, uh, like, a 99-cent store. But it wasn't, it was like the dollar bush or whatever it is. You know, it's like the, the <laughs> low, low-grade 99-cent store. Yeah. Even there. I make a natural beeline for the toy aisle yeah. to scan for Star Wars merchandise. And there was some there. I didn't buy it. <laughs> it just... might not have been official. Um, <laughs> but that's just part of my routine. And that goes back to childhood. Again, like you said, we're part of that generation. I know some Star Wars fans who, you know, might have been 12 or 13 around the time New Hope came out. And okay. it was a different experience because yeah. they had their 12-inch G.I. Joe. And toys were different before that time period because now, they, be, they especially in the 80s, became... Like just mark. I mean, toys are marketed for children, but it was like they knew us insanely. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. yeah. That's the reason it's called the toys that made us. Yes, yeah. I mean seriously, the GI Joe experience for me that was mine. The uh, Transformers as well. Yeah, Star He-Man, Wars. Was, yeah, He-Man. Star Wars for me. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. So I still have that uh, t- that desire to turn the corner and see a wall of Star Wars toys. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So Jennifer, you like toys, and I, you have a yeah. daughter in that. But I think you we. I get narrow focused when I think of merch. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. There's all the, the bed sheets or whatever. Yeah, but I'm yeah. so obsessed about the toys. But I think you have a broader perspective mm-hmm. on what merch means to you. To me, merch means clothing and fashion. It means freaking. I went to Papyrus this weekend, mm-hmm. and there were Star Wars cards, and these were beautiful handmade cards. And I'm, I was just wow. like falling all over them. Now, yeah. What kind of papyrus is like a, uh, a high end, uh, gift shop. Yeah. Like a stationary store okay. with all these beautiful handmade cards. And they had gorgeous death star and they had an Ewok one that was furry. Um, <laughs> so ev- literally everywhere I go, uh, I shop at Nordstrom a lot. I'm always searching online. Did they get new Star Wars merch? Oh, they have some Star Wars socks and backpacks and I got a makeup case. So for me, yeah, it really is about the fashion. And now there's so much great, like hot, quote unquote, high end fashion. So not yeah. just t-shirts mm-hmm. for me, dresses, thank you, her universe. Like yeah. Yeah. it's everywhere. Yeah. And I think I've had this experience I've talked about where they're starting to make lots of cool things that are cut for women's bodies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's the design I want. And like, there was one Rogue One shirt that I was like, please, Sarah. Can I can I buy this yeah. so I can see you walking around? Because <laughs> that's the design I want, and they didn't make one that's in men's cut. Which, right. You know, right, fair enough. Yeah, uh, but it is really broadening out, and uh, I certainly have a lot more clothing that Star Wars because I didn't really have anything when I was a kid. Yeah, no. I didn't either. No. Yeah, I mean, I think I had lots of like anything. It, it worked. Anything that was Star Wars, like I had Solo cups. I wanted the. Mm-hmm. We went to Burger King so I could get the cups. Yeah, um, you know anything. Uh, but now you can make the choice to completely physically surround yourself with every object. Uh, there were Last Jedi uh, pineapples. Oh yeah, you know uh, BB-8 just, oranges. Yeah, it's yeah. just a pi- oh, it's just right. a pineapple that had a Last Jedi sticker on it. My <laughs> my good friend uh, Bill Corbett uh, of Mystery Science Theater and yeah. and Rift Tracks. Uh, he's a great guy. I love him to death. And he just posted the other day on Twitter is like a banana that had a character on it. And he's like, can my can my can my banana just not be Star Wars? Would that would that yeah. be okay? Can I just can I just have a banana? Does, <laughs> it, does, it, a, does it all need to be Star Wars? Uh, force banana. Do yeah, does that? it need to be a force Weird. banana? Yeah. Uh, so we can surround ourselves by it. So yes. do we? Uh, obviously, I get to see your home, Ken, because we're in it right now. Yes. But for the people at home, how much do you literally physically want to be surrounded at all times by Star Wars? Um, it's interesting. It, it changes. Um, I have a lot displayed. A lot of that, Jennifer, you kind of mentioned, a little making up for lost time. Mm-hmm. A little making up. Uh, I was uh, raised in a lower middle class family, so I, I got maybe two, three Star Wars figures at Christmas. You know, my friend up the street, he got the USS flag from the G.I. Joe and a Millennium Falcon and a walker. <laughs> oh, I'm still, still jealous of Terry. So there's a little bit at one point where I was like, oh, 
I can spend my own money on this. Probably shouldn't, but I do. But I also find a balance. T-shirts, you mentioned that. Like, I have way too many Star Wars T-shirts. Oh, yeah. And I have found that I'm pulling off of getting more shirts. Uh, I get all the Force Center shirts. I do have those. Just got my Heartburn Murder Bears shirt. <laughs> um, and, and stickers, I should say. Um, but I find that after a while, I almost am pulling back off of it for some yeah. reason. Mm. And at one point, I started pulling off Funko Pops. Uh, I don't have a lot of The Last Jedi Funko Pops because they're just like... I moved, and when you move, like, three cases of Funko Pops, you're like, all right, this might be (laughs) too much. And now what I'm finding, long story short, is to display what I want and to take a moment to, like, this shows I love Star Wars, but it it also shows that I am a functional, not adult, like, making fun of it, but, like, it doesn't dominate my destiny. Yeah, yeah. And for you, uh, Jennifer, yeah. uh, what, what is where? How do you surround yourself besides all of your clothing? Yeah, you know, now I'm thinking about. It. There's like a psychological thing that it that it stems from for me, where it was like uh, this need when I was younger, where it's like, oh my gosh, I may never find this again. I have to buy this now. Mm, I have yes. to get this now. And so that's kind of translated to me as an adult when I see things. And it's only this past year where I'm like. It's okay. There's going to be a new movie. There'll be more shirts. There'll be new Star Wars rugs. You don't have to freak out and buy it this instant. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So for me, it's like I have a a giant Death Star rug. Um, We have, um, I want to get a Darth Vader uh, toaster. Right, Um, right. I have cookie cutters. We have art all over our walls that is Star Wars. Yeah. And it's gotten to the point where my husband has not said, stop with the Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) But he kind of was like, everything star wars and i and i'm getting to that point too uh-huh. it's okay yeah we have enough stuff yeah you know i'm a star wars fan in my heart right it doesn't need to manifest itself in like star wars toilet paper yeah yeah which i want which honestly, i want too because yeah I, I, you know i love funny weird things we'll talk about that a little bit star wars toilet paper or just funny weird things in general right but yeah, i think an interesting uh theme is emerging that for whatever reason if it is Financial, if it is the amount of physical space in our homes, if it's uh, the uh, emotional space in our hearts, that we have this great opportunity as fans now to be real picky, Mm -hmm. to be connoisseurs and say, I have room on that shelf for Mm -hmm. one figure. Right. So what is the figure right now who's going to like resonate with me? Mm -hmm. That's what I think about a lot is how they, since I work from home, I spend a lot of time from home uh, at home, uh, and where I place a specific figure affects my mood. Like, yeah. I like them all. So there's this little burst of, like, micro joy, I call it. Like, you yeah. walk past it and you just have, you don't think about it, but it's just, you you have a pleasant sensation. But I took Jedi Master Luke out of his mm. package, because I got two. Uh, <laughs> and he is right by my computer, right where I set my coffee in the morning. Right. Oh. And it is affecting me in a positive yeah. way, especially right. since it's older Luke. He's a little grumpy. Yeah, Still yeah. a bit of permission to be grumpy. Yeah. But I also like let it go and move on. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. There's a lot of what we're, I think we're all saying here, which is they touch upon in, in that Toys and Made Us documentary in the Star Wars episode, Dave yeah. Okada. It's the one that, the part that gets me emotional. And, and my girlfriend and I, we watched it and I had already seen it. She watched it the first time. She got a little emotional when he's talking about the power of these toys and a kid might be inspired. And, and some of the other people on the documentary talk about, yeah, a future engineer might look at these toys. And then there was a psychologist saying, no, a baseball fan. Look, I'm a baseball fan. So I, I, I can go watch my Yankees play, right? And they're there. They're real people. Uh, they're on. The, but you know, you can't go meet Luke Skywalker. You can meet Mark Hamill. Yeah. Which is why we think it's the same. <laughs> when I met Carrie Fisher, it was like Princess Leia. My name's Carrie. Okay, Leia. Um, <laughs> the, that kind of stuff. But it's it is how when you say just we walk by the shelf and it makes you happy. Uh, looking at the display I have in, in my house, like the, the little Han on the Tauntaun, little weird children's toy have it's it's specifically a children's toy version of han on the tauntaun it makes me just kind of like oh yeah i love that movie i love that moment and it's all there and it's all kind of expressed in that kind of way and the micro joy is that you should patent that term if if it's yours that's the thing to do with joy monetize monetize joy as you can if i was better at that i'd be have uh, more space for all my star wars toys uh, so talking about, uh, uh, I think that's such a great point, and I'm glad you brought that up, and they had that psychologist, mm-hmm. you know, talking about how you can't, an idea can't, we can't as humans fully comprehend an idea unless we can turn it into a symbol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he was talking about his symbols, and he was even drawing, yep. uh, you know, connections to religion of like, this is why mm-hmm. things like the church, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the Roman Catholic church has the cross, because the yeah. then it becomes real. Yeah. Right. And obviously all religions do that. Uh, 
so that mm-hmm. I think that's such a great idea. Uh, if if you ever are the kind of Star Wars fan who falls into beating yourself up yes. for buying things, that that's mm-hmm. such a great thing to know that that is a true part of the human condition of yeah. this thing can't be real to us until we it's a real thing in the physical world. Yeah, even me, after all these years, who very publicly taught, tweets about, I bought another Star Wars toy. When I saw that, I, I, I felt enlightened and comforted. Yeah, mm. yeah. So uh, with all of our enlightenment mm-hmm. and comfort in mind, I do want to talk specifically, because I think this is a, yep. a thing that listeners enjoy, of what, what did we choose to buy for The Last Jedi in specific? Jennifer, what did you go crazy on? Porks. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, now that I'm thinking about it, everything I bought was porks. I pre-ordered pork high-top tennis shoes with a pork pattern on them by Pozu. Coming, to, I don't know, sometime. I paid money for it. Uh, yeah. Pork cardigans. Porg t-shirts. Uh, I got, we got three plush porgs and a porg blanket. And my daughter, wow. we now, yeah, we now have baby porg. She likes to cuddle. And then the big porg, they have different voices, which I've given them. You got enough porgs for a 12 days of porgs Christmas song. It's a little ridiculous. And three plush uh, porgs in a porg tree. I felt a little I felt a little embarrassed when I was buying the blanket that came with a stuffed porg. I'm like, this is just weird. Right. <sighs> what am I doing? But she loves them, you know? Yeah. Here's the thing that I'm learning, though. I cannot buy anything and display it unless uh, she can play with it. Oh, uh, yeah. So like the Funko Pops, oh, she has pulled those heads <laughs> so that the springs are loose. So yeah. I just am much more conscious of that now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Ken, how about you? As, as Jennifer was talking, I was, I was listening, but I also was looking around my, my living room here <laughs> and trying to see what I... And I got to admit, for The Last Jedi, I pulled off. I said I, I didn't buy as many Funko Pops. I'm still subscri- subscribed to, what is that, Smuggler's Bounty, the, yeah. the Star Wars uh, Loot Crate box. Um, I, I pulled off a lot of that stuff. And in terms of Black Series figures, I pulled off as, a lot as well. Yeah. Uh, I, got, I got Kylo obsessed a little bit this time around. Uh, I'm staring at my Comic Con. Uh, you know, our, our friend Shaler, our listener Shaler, yeah. was gracious enough to help us obtain these at Comic Con, which is the the Luke and 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 uh, I almost called her Padme, Luke and Ray. Um, I think I focused a little bit more on the books, the art of the Last Jedi, the encyclopedias. I, I went a little different this time because mm. Rogue One, I went Funko Pop crazy. Yeah, and it was almost like I said, almost too much, mm. almost too much for myself personally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had planned to back off a little bit on Last Jedi because I went a little crazy with Force yep. Awakens, the psychology that you were talking about. Oh, uh, yeah. This is, oh, uh, it, it, but it'll be gone. And yep. some of it is. Yeah. Uh, the pork plush I have from Target is not at Target anymore. Right. So now it's, you know, there's, on there's the dark a lot of truth net. in that. Yeah, a lot of truth in that. Um, but I went so crazy, and I, I won't belabor it because I know I've talked about it here before, but this three and three quarter inch line for Last yeah. Jedi is just so beautifully designed. The packaging, the figures, and it is, it is partially my age that they they evoke the classic figures the most. Yeah. They don't come with any dumb, like Admiral Raddus from Rogue One comes with a big <laughs> cannon that's not cannon. Like, yeah. Admiral Raddus <laughs> didn't walk around with a cannon, a giant, like, Transformers, you know, Robotech <laughs> mecha-looking cannon. Hashtag cannon that's not cannon. Cannon that's not Good. cannon. And the last Jedi characters just come with exactly what they right. have or what they would have, like Chewie with the Porg and mm. General Hux with the yeah. mouse droid. It just looks beautiful. They're displayed on my table uh, in my main room. they got to yep. go somewhere yep. eventually. And normally, like, my wife Sarah is very on board with it. And, like, when I was became clear after I got, like, the first six... She was like, you, you want to get them all, don't you? And like, yeah. I, I really, I do. I, I, they're, they're not that many of them yeah. compared to other runs. Right. And I, I do want them all. And then she totally fell on board and is, you know, like I said, going out and getting the second Leia so we can open her up. Yeah, yeah. So Last Jedi, uh, it's been a wake-up call of like, mm-hmm. I can't do this every Star Wars movie because I right. just don't have the space. Right. right. So right. Solo, it might just be uh, one or two. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. you, you have joked before on air and off air that like we should just get a group four center storage room, and I'm like, ha ha ha. Well, how much Wait would a that minute. be? Yeah, how much would right. storage space? Thing? Yeah. yeah, absolutely, four center cave that can keep all that. But I have also got some Funko Pops. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah loves stickers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we always get the popcorn buckets at the El Capitan yeah. and those right. things that are kind of connected to moments. So it is kind of well, surrounding us. And yeah, in your notes here, you have like uh, you know what do we buy specifically in clothes and kitchen items. I, it's not Last Jedi specific, but oh, I yeah. finally made that commitment to buy the lightsaber handle knife spoon fork set. Oh, I do just nice. have one set. It's just special for me when I want to pull out and have a little steak with the lightsaber handle on a knife. That's oh what my I do. gosh, that you reminds know. me. 
<laughs> what? Oh, I tried. Add to cart. I tried. No, I did. Yeah, we our cake cutter was a lightsaber uh, mm-hmm. hand, had a lightsaber uh, hilt. For your wedding? For our wedding. For my wedding. Okay, yeah. Yeah, but I I tried to find it, and they did not sell it at the time. Maybe now they do. Oh, I'm sure they do. I'm sure there's at least a knockoff one. Yeah, Yeah, you would think. For sure. I got a tie clip for my friend Angela's wedding uh, that Mm. I... uh, What what do you do to a wedding? I I was in charge of it. I said the word. Officiated. Officiated. Thank you. That word disappeared, because I was thinking about Star Wars things. Uh, And there's so many knockoffs of it. Like, Mm. yeah. You can always you can always get Star Wars things, whether it's legal or not. But Jennifer, you mentioned this a little bit. I did want to ask you, because you have a Padawan, a child, what is your experience of merch as a parent? Because uh, we're so coming from an older perspective. Yeah. It's basically whatever I want to introduce her to or what she's already familiar with. So obviously BB-8, she loves. Um, I got her the Leia Forces of Destiny doll. I got her... Um, Uh, Ray, Forces of Destiny doll, because she knows them. Of course, everything Porg, she loves. So it's really like me, like, continuing her training and introduce you to this character. (laughs) Yeah, she was learning about Minox in the Chewy and the Porgs. Yeah, so I was like, oh, yeah. So I was like, maybe I should do a little DIY with her about a Minox. (laughs) Oh, wow. She's a little obsessive here. But I I was, yeah, I (laughs) I feel like an excellent child. Are are there Minox on Act 2? No, it, you know what it is? Is it they incorporate it? How do they say it? They like they just use it as like a reference. Oh, okay, okay. So then I was telling her about what a Minoc oh, is. Gotcha. Oh wow! Yeah, she's just a little sponge. And she, oh, the caretakers! <laughs> oh, you guys! Oh yeah, those caretaker Funko Pops. That is on my oh, list. Oh for sure. Yeah. yeah, I want. I also want to put for a caretaker hand puppet. Maybe there's a way I could make that. <laughs> I'm sure you can. I yeah, want, I want that. And they're making that, uh, finally, the Force Projection Luke yes. is going to be a Funko Pop. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. all over that. I, I just imagine you making this perfect Minoc, and then even getting down to, like, the, well, they have, see, you'd have some sort of milky discharge in their mouth and yeah. Empire Strikes Back. So I picture you, like, using yeah. glue to yeah. make the exact right consistency. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, boy. That's really cool to hear it, though. Like, there's so many options out there for what a kid could get, and you're basically yeah. using the, the toys that made us example and you're using toys to make your daughter yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know that's terrible it's Is not it? like no. that guys it's, it's not creepy no it's not it's creepy cool. but it's just the stories that the that the books you know those golden books uh mm-hmm. have been sharing so i just kind of you know here's a toy to match that and she gets right. excited to do exactly what we did as kids continue those stories yeah in yes yeah yes. have, so. have her imagination and investigate the things that interest her exactly like Minox. right yeah. uh so there's that old old star wars criticism that something in a new movie it's usually a movie is just there to sell toys and it's just <laughs> the last jedi is just a big toy commercial you know, for uh, all of those big Thala Siren mm, dolls mm-hmm. that you can milk yourself, just yeah. a toy commercial. And for. I'd buy that. <laughs> yes, we would. Yeah. That's our story. Our storage room is going to be full. Yeah, of you can milk it, Thala Siren. Uh, how do you guys feel about that? I, I understand the point. I understand where it comes from. Uh, it is. It is without a doubt tremendously cynical. It's tremendously dark. Yeah. And the argument of, oh, Porgs are there to sell toys. Are you complaining about that? A grown adult with your lightsaber and your <laughs> Star Wars shirt. Uh, yes, it's just an age of merch. It's what we were talking about. It's going back to the Kenner days. I mean, I don't know a world where I wasn't inundated with Star Wars toys. Yeah. And I, I just, that's why I think it's cynical to think. George Lucas did not sit around and think. I need to sell more toys, so I'm going to create cuddly teddy bears. He just yeah. didn't. It, it, it's not how he thinks. Um, but he also did believe, again, I, I know we're referring to a lot, but that Toys Made His documentary makes it clear. He's like, oh, I think this movie would be great for toys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's part of it as well and part of the fun. So I, I think it's cynical, um, though I understand because it, Star Wars toys and merchandise and the bananas or everything. Yeah. It's, it, it does at times get too much. So yeah. you could have that thought. It feels overwhelming. Jennifer, you love Ewoks. Would yeah. it make any difference to you if George Lucas released a statement and said, yes, the only reason I made them? Obviously, it's not because they serve a story purpose. They serve a thematic purpose of, you know, right. uh, uh, you know, an unadvanced civilization taking down this big technology. They serve a story purpose. But if he was just like, 
I made them to sell teddy bears. Would it change anything for you? No, because of because of that exact reason of their function in the overall story. I mean, it it is a business, but but I don't think that they and I think for the animated series it might be a little different. There mm-hmm. may be more consideration for toys, and quite frankly, as a parent, I am grateful for that. And I can actually know that I've been watching so many animated kids shows. Right. I see where I'm like. Oh, they're doing that because they're going to sell that accessory for that doll. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It it is. I I can see that. But at the same time, as long as the story is good, I personally don't care because I am a consumer, mm-hmm. and that's what Star Wars started for us. Yeah. And so I that this criticism to me, I always kind of I laugh at it a little bit. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. yeah. So, I mean. They go hand in hand. Also, we kind of grew up again. I say we're we're kind of all in the similar age group here. Growing up in the eighties, that's where after the explosion of of Star Wars, we we see that there were literally toys created. Uh, then the story's second. Yeah. And even though I love some of the stuff, He-Man and G.I. Joe, um, you could see where it's a little, little more soulless than Lucas creating his yeah. stuff and then yes. toys spring out of that. Yeah. Right. yeah. So that's why I, I also kind of roll my eyes too, where it's like, ah, uh, I was there. We were all there when they did do that kind of stuff. And yeah. It, it, it does have a different feel. It's exactly. fun. Obviously, I'm a huge G.I. Joe fan. Yeah. But I say obviously because you guys like listening can see me my Baroness shirt, which I do own. But you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. That's, again, cynical. And I mean, to take the He-Man example, like, yeah. the, he part of the charm of He-Man is it barely makes any sense. And mm-hmm. every action figure is a gimmick. And right. the, they were the comic books that came with the action figures and the cartoon yeah. and the movie were all retrofitted yeah. after the fact. Yes. To sell it, which is the kind of thing that Star Wars is being accused of. Yeah, I mean, that's right. not the actual linear timeline, but the like they did be like, uh, what what kid wants? Uh, boys think smelly things are funny, so it's a yeah. character named Stinkor, and as a gimmick, he actually smells like a skunk. Throw him in the cartoon now. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, that exactly that is why I went to the He Man mm-hmm. She Ra convention in L.A. this year. Yeah, PowerCon. PowerCon. Oh, wow. It's a small, weird, yeah. beautiful convention. <laughs> oh, I want to yeah. go. Uh, yeah, so weird and beautiful. And that is why people are there because it's this weird thing that it is its own story about right. something created utterly out of avarice is still right. human because everybody has their memories and they love how ridiculous this is. (laughs) And there's a huge booming market of He-Man toys that are super expensive because they're for a limited market. But that love is still going on. To me, it's just a reminder of like... Capitalism is the world that we live in. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it, right. it is. Yeah. Everything is to make money. Yep. Yeah. The, yeah. The only yeah. reason you should complain is it, it doesn't work in the story. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I uh, want to talk a little bit about uh, how we feel about owning merch, and this might be just a little bit of me seeking counseling. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Uh, because I feel like the reality of it is these toys are going to last forever if they're mm-hmm. toys. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, some clothes might last for a long time you know whatever vinyl shower curtain might never die how do you feel about being like the idea of like you're not going to own them forever eventually you'll swap them out maybe you'll give them to somebody but you're just like the guardians of them Mm. is that a weird thought that you're just holding on to them for now until a hundred years from now somebody else will have my jedi master luke Mm. from the way back time of 2017 (laughs) wow yeah, that's an interest. That's an interesting idea. The way I see it is, I could pass it on to my my daughter, I suppose. Right. Yeah. Um, I love the idea of somebody repurposing it oh, because that's yeah. what I love to do: is recycle, reuse, and turn them into something new. Mm. Um, somebody could make it into a necklace, the action figure. Oh. You know, like who. Who knows? Um, but that's also why I'm like, I think I need to back off on buying all this merch. Right. Because <laughs> I want it to be s- special, almost like a Star Wars heirloom. Yeah. You can pass down. Yeah. You know? I mean, I've never heard it phrased like that, Joseph. And it's 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 fascinating to hear you say, like, a guardian of our own toys in a way. Yeah. The ones we own. I uh, am going to guard them until my death. Yeah. I can't get rid of them. I can't pass them on. I'm, I'm notoriously bad. Uh, I am a bit of a hoarder. 
yeah. some would say. But what you're saying of like the toy live, like I don't know after I die, I don't care. Burn them. I don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like we've even talked about, you know, I have a lot of the power of the force figures and we talked about ah, maybe part of a uh, you know, force center. We can uh, give them away in some kind of contest or yeah. something like that. And I still think we should do that. And then I look, I pulled them out and was like, which ones would I, and I made a stack, keep, yeah. give away, keep. And it was like, keep, 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 keep. I just, I, th- <laughs> to hear you describe it as a guardian, like I'm, like I'm a dragon in my lair. <laughs> I, I am Smaug. I'm not yeah. ready to give up this fight. Okay. It's a weird, th- you're putting a lot of thoughts into my head here, man. Well, you know, they're, the words guardian and hoarder are very different. Yes. But, but functionally, I'm like guarding that. this cave full of, and I will breathe fire on anybody who comes. I'm not hoarding yeah, it. I'm, I'm just guarding it. You just, yeah. yeah. I Positive. mean, to me, I, I, I came to this thought with wrestling with why it was so hard for me to take action figures out of the package, and I've gotten a little bit better about it. Right. Uh, but I still have a couple that I have two of that mm-hmm. I ha- haven't opened because there was something in me that felt like this is so... I can't bring myself to open them. Right. And I talked to lots of other people about like, they're to be played with. Mm-hmm. And normally that is the kind of psychology that I am, I have as a person. It's like, yeah, go forward, take it, yeah. take it out of the package and play with it. That's right. the kind of person I am. So I was like, why am I having such a hard time? And I realized it started to flash back to my own youth and right. how precious those figures were. And then right. even in my young adulthood, mm. how precious some of the power of the force figures were. Yeah. I mean, there's more of those. So they're easy to find, but like at this point, you know, even go with something like comic books. Yeah. Those things that just seem like, wow, oh, they're just pop culture. They're everywhere. They're surrounding us. Eventually, they will be rare. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unless we're talking about Lobot figures. Yeah. Those will always be plenty of those in yeah. the package, mint condition. <laughs> but so I realized that I was having this weird sort of like worrying mm-hmm. about the future. Yeah. In the back of my mind. Oh, my God. That's not bad. Look, I, 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 am a, I was a big baseball card collector, and there was always that like, Got to hold these on. It's like Bitcoin. The value's <laughs> going to go up and up and up. It just crashed. You know, cards that I had as a kid that are $85 yeah. are now 85 cents. But I have that. I still have a little bit of that mentality. Yeah, of, sort of, yeah. You know, like uh, I, I'm on my shelf here. I have this uh, Han Solo Black Series Force Awakens Grumpy Snow Han. Um, three and three quarters Black Series. I, so I saw it at, at a Walmart in my hometown, $4. And wow. I was like, I don't, I don't need this. I don't need this. And I started to walk away from the aisle. And I was like... You know, I actually haven't seen that one like on a shelf for a while. Like that's yeah. kind of I need I need to have this and keep this and hold on to it and put it in my lair. Like it was this weird compulsion. And I know I did a spotlight Star Wars on what's this compulsion to buy more of these things, but I, that maybe ties in a little bit in what you're talking about. Is like this 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 could go away, and I yeah. need to have it. Oh yeah. my gosh! You know, I'm so, I have to admit something right now. As you were saying this, I realized that I have a Padme, mm. a Padme action figure, and I had it on our kitchen table at my mom's house. And my daughter was like, "Oh!" <gasps> and she was wanted to play with it. It's still in the package. And I, like, I saw her from across <laughs> the room at the kitchen. I ran and I snatched <laughs> it. I was like, no, 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 no! It's not a toy. It's not a toy. And I put it away. And so here I am. I'm like, awesome. I'm gonna pass them down to her. And the actual. <laughs> Awesome. I don't know why I did that. Well, because it's the Queen of Naboo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I think <laughs> yes. it's the same that you're talking about. Yes. Well, this is rare. Children's hands, that can only mean one thing. Invasion. Uh, and her head will be ripped off. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe I should Maybe I should just give it to her. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, here's, here's what I, uh, my own counseling, hearing you guys talk about these things. I think that, yes, they're, they're, a lot of them are talking about are toys to be played with. Mm-hmm. But th- I think there's also value in being a curator. Yeah. And preserving things, yeah, okay. you know, and and y- you have make plenty of things or have plenty of things that your daughter can rip the head off of. Yeah. Okay, but what about the battle droid? Because I have a battle droid. Yeah, with toss this. that in there. Yeah. 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 You think she should play? With- <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll, Chance- I'll Chancellor Valorum. Yeah. <laughs> give, give her a little Chancellor Valorum. And oh Rick my Yeah. Just a vote of no confidence. Rip <laughs> his head off. <laughs> Go to town, kid. Different kind of vote and no confidence. All right, we could do a whole episode yeah. about that. Maybe yeah. we will. This I is... think you hit a vein. You hit a weird you vein did. with us here on yeah. that question. There. Yeah. 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 We we'll... both went to places. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll go deeper <laughs> on that. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, I want to move on. So the Last Jedi action figure sales uh, are, are down. Yeah. And I spent mm-hmm. some time reading about this because obviously people who, I understand people don't like The Last Jedi, and that's fine, and saying like it, evidence that it's yeah. a bad movie. Um, but I read more about it in the theories that I read in this interesting article is that there weren't many new characters. Right. So kids already have these from two years ago. If you love Finn, you got Finn. Yeah. And this Finn isn't that different. Uh, 
uh, action figure type sales are down a little bit in general mm-hmm. because of screens. And this is another one where I would turn to you, Jennifer, mm-hmm. and ask if you see that. Like, if your daughter has the oper- the option to play with uh, her Ray doll mm-hmm. or watch Ray on an iPad, oh boy. is she going to do one over the other? Well, my daughter's been pretty good about wanting to go outside and play with her toys and things like that. So I think, but this is this is something I've been reading about with the millennials, uh, <laughs> that they're about like more experiences mm-hmm. and less about like things. Yeah. So I could see them wanting to spend their money on going to Disneyland and doing that VR or whatever it's called. Right, right, that right. Hyper then, experience, yeah. hyper reality experience. They're going to want to oh, do yeah. that do and things. Instagram it. And you know what I mean? Like, and share it on social social media and experience it with their friends as opposed to going out and buying an action figure. Yeah. I think. All right. But here's my question. Yeah. We can do it, right? We can keep the action figures alive. I'm trying. Oh, yeah. yeah. We can do it together. It's a yeah. team older. A team older and force center <laughs> listeners. If Not you're, old, damn if you're, it. Uh, older. <laughs> older. Hmm, this Join in. Yeah. I've, I've, I've heard this and I've read this and, and I'm, I, I don't want to, I want to say it respectfully. Slightly amused when people are like, "Last Jedi suck." Look at the toy sales. That's that's. I get again, much like the 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 the, the other thing I said. You know, it's like I, I understand the point of view, but I don't. I just think you know you have to look into a lot of what the toy business is. Uh, someone you're, you're doing some research. Bring in like a Mike Black that we yeah. love doing here in Force Center. He'll tell you probably why. And a lot of it is. It looked very similar when the, when the new line came out. All right, Rose Tico, and and I love the character Rose, and I love that figure. You have it, the three yeah. three quarter. But at the same time, she's Got in two. her work, just her work clothes. With yeah. the, you know, it didn't look as if you're a kid, like oh, Kylo Ren or Ray with a lightsaber. You know, maybe that little things like that, micro reasons along the way. Yeah, um, and also there's a lot. And and I think there's something to be said for changing times too, as well. You know, yeah. uh, millennial jokes aside, uh, but yeah, the, the it's experience different, and we are the ones, and hopefully keep keepers of the flames, yeah. uh, <laughs> that are like no yeah, figures, 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 because we were raised on them. Yeah, and the other thing that this article pointed out was that th- what they're discussing is it's a little bit down. This is like mm-hmm. the movie conversation of like, yeah, did Rogue One do that well? Like, yeah, yeah it did. It mm-hmm. didn't do Force Awakens numbers. Yeah. So, like, the last Jedi action figures are down, but they still had this massive spike immediately when all of us, the collectors, bought them. Yeah. And then, like, just it's down a little bit from yeah. where kids would normally get them, but it's right. not like a train wreck. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, going down to that that sadness of the, the <laughs> last Jedi action figures, you know, there's some lonely General Huxes on the shelves. Yeah. Uh, Want to go uh, back toward the positive of what do we see ourselves buying for Solo? Hmm. More the same for me, Funko Pops, but not as much because, you know, I was thinking about this, like, when the solo Funko Pops come out, I I don't want the entire set, but I want a young solo because I have different aged solos now. And uh, it'll be interesting for me because I have a wide collection of Daenerys figures to get a (laughs) a Amelia Clark as Kira figure to kind of put on the shelf next to it there, stuff like that. And then definitely the Black Series line. Uh, The Lando figure looks so good, that damn scarf, um, Kira, and then uh, Han. And then even like I normally don't uh, army build with the troop. I usually get individual figures. Uh, I have my Emperor's Royal Guard and Biker Scouts, blah, blah, blah. But I don't have like a bunch of Stormtroopers or Clone Troopers. But that, that, that trooper with that jacket. Got it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's pretty great. Mm-hmm. Jennifer, what do you see yourself getting for Solo? Oh, I know exactly. So obviously Lando, I've got to get a Lando action figure, but the one thing I will buy is that Chewbacca Chewy talking oh, yeah, yeah. toy oh, yeah. that you can you know, pet its head and it will growl. And then I think you can even put it to sleep or something. I got to get that. And that's probably all I'll get because it's like 150 bucks or something. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. Any Lando merch for you? Yeah. The Lando action figure for sure. And mm. I'm sure I'll get like some clothing and t-shirts and who mm. knows what else. That stuff. Yeah. And also, I, I'm wrestling with it because I've run out of... I don't build... I don't have room to build my Legos. Oh, yes. I have, so I have... It literally looks like a like a toy, toy shelf. Uh, <laughs> I just have these boxes. I am wrestling with it. I don't want to do this, but I have a feeling I'm going to end up getting a Millennium Falcon to kind of have... Because I now would have three different versions of the Falcon. The Lego Falcon. Oh, yeah. that's so yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, so and what, cool. what do they run these days, the Lego Falcon? Oh, it's about $140. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that that's be. a lot of allowance. Yeah, yeah, that could be higher. That could yeah. be higher. Uh, yeah, so for myself, I think I'll stay with the three and three quarters. I'm kind of fascinated to mm-hmm. see how what they're going to do with the packaging because they are just sort of blending this 
Uh, they've got the, I can't remember what it's called, the little wrist thing that kids can wear, or adults. Oh, right. Where uh, it makes the, the, oh, yeah, the force, force link. link. Thank you. I don't know why I don't know that since I walked past the action figures. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the reasons I like them, they all have the ad for the force link, which has a little hand that it's got that little force gesture around it, but it mm. looks like it, a little hand waving at you when you look at the action figure. Yes. like, hi, yeah. did you buy another action figure? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, I did, little blue hand. <laughs> and I'm going to buy more solo ones. I definitely want the young solo. Yeah. My, I haven't had a, a full Millennium Falcon of my own. Actually, ever mm. for the three and three quarter lines, because the one growing up oh, was technically yeah. my brother's. Well, I got to play with it. So we'll see if the Falcon is as cool as it seems in yeah. the movie. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Get that Lando party bus Falcon. Yeah, that's right. I might have that Lando little, if it comes with little drinks, I'm yes. in. Oh, for man. sure. For <laughs> sure. Uh, all right. And for sure, Lando, because that's just amazing. I want to wrap up with this kind of odd question. Would we ever want merch that is extremely unique to the movie because I, I think this is a lot of what we have been talking about of needing for various reasons to curate our collection very carefully. Mm-hmm. So I went down the path of thinking about, well, how could things be very unique? It's like, what if they're so unique that they are individually for that movie? Like the magic bread from the force awakens that you could, that's one of the things that's the merch mm. or, uh, if you could, this is a dumb idea, but if you could buy a paper shredder and when you put the paper in, it looks like that energy uh, area that the Praetorian falls in in the little red <laughs> plastic shards shoot up whenever wow. you shred anything. On so board. Pretend you're Kylo, put it in. Ah, yep. Add to cart. Oh, add to add cart. cart. So things like that that are like, yeah, yeah, yeah there's going to be another, uh, when, when episode nine comes out, there'll be another first order stormtrooper and I will buy it, but it yeah. will be basically the same. What is what are different products that would make you go in? I would love a you know you get like a basimatic fish that's an automatic, <laughs> yeah. but the one that Luke caught that's kind of like the three eyed big marlin that he that he catches on Act oh, Two. Oh yeah, I'd want something like that. So yeah, I'd want something something weird and wacky would be very specific. Now as far as uh, you know, um, uh, TV show maybe as much as I don't like them, uh, maybe a puffer pig that actually. You know, blows up into a little balloon ball. You can kick around the apartment. And kick around that little. Like, what's that? Like, it's the thing I hate the most in Star Wars. <laughs> kick it. Mm. Nice. I know. Like Think Geek kind of creates these types of weird things. Yeah. And I'm yeah, yeah. thinking, Thala Siren milk dispenser. <laughs> oh gets, yeah. <laughs> press a button. <laughs> Milk yeah. out of it. That's so gross. Or at least like, like, like um, you know, if you're worried about having to keep it cool and chilled because it's milk, make right. it for your alcohol, you know, like a right. decanter. It's just a thalassiren <laughs> decanter. I'm sorry. Think Geek has like, I mean, they had the Tauntaun sleeping bag, which yeah. I yes. own, you know, like I, they just go God to weird you. places and I love them for yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why not there? That'd yeah. Great. That would be or great. Or espresso or something that could shoot out of there. Oh, I'd love that. Uh <laughs> I want uh, I want the force projection Luke action figure in yeah. real life, but it would also be cool if it really was a force, force proje- projection. <laughs> like you could buy a little disc and it was just like a oh, hologram. Yeah. Oh. And yeah. when, you know, it would, could be attuned to lighting or, you know, Winks mood ring it, yeah. technology. Oh, yeah. So yeah. it would just uh, appear yeah. when you need it the most. I love that. I, love I would that. absolutely love that. Uh, and this is, a, to me, a fun and thought experiment. Yeah, absolutely. We love to do that. We oh, love to do that. What all weird, super specific things. Who knows from Han Solo what weird product they could possibly make that's yeah. specific to that movie? Tentacle spaghetti. Tentacle spaghetti. Yeah. yeah. Karaoke machine with the frog. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> that weirdo uh, karaoke machine. I'm all in. There you go. That is the merch I want. I don't yeah. need a karaoke machine, but I will buy anything <laughs> yeah. with a that weirdo on it. That is our discussion about merch and Star Wars, which really is just a choose-your-own-adventure conversation because we'll do more main shows because it's so yeah. juicy, so juicy. And we, we love talking about the movies and the oh, TV yeah. shows and the, the themes and the predictions, but it's fun to just talk about life as Star Wars fans with all of our listeners who are also Star Wars fans. So please, you know, when I post this on Facebook, when I post this on Twitter, let us reply and let us know your merch stories. Let us know how they uh, affect your life, how you look at them, how you think about them, and how they make life better for you. 
Absolutely, man. We'll tell you at the end of the show where you can post some of your stuff. But I have some good, long, juicy ones to the Facebook page. Just some life adventures. Oh, yeah. Paragraphs and paragraphs, please. (laughs) And pictures, pictures, pictures. Uh, That is great. That is a discussion on Star Wars merch. Like Joseph said, this will not be the last time we talk about Star Wars toys and merchandise. It is such a part of it. Ingrained in the experience. Uh, Which is also also ingrained in the experience is uh, hearing Star Wars stories. And guys, we are working with Audible. For you, the listeners of the Four Center Podcast. Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. We are recommending, Joseph, a very special Star Wars book, which is available on Audible. That's right. And it is The Phantom Menace. That's right. I have not read that book in a long time, but I would love to listen to it because it does have so many juicy details Mm. that flesh out the story. The one that pops into my head the most is begins with Anakin helping a wounded Tusken Raider and yeah. seeing uh, it's even richer now yes. that we know what happens with the old Tusken Raiders. So yes. check it out. A lot about Anakin's dreams. Terry L. Brooks wrote it. It's on Audible, and you can download your free audiobook today by going to audibletrial.com slash center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash center. Get your free audiobook and a 30-day trial. It is time for audience questions. We love taking your questions, and we've got some good ones here. First one is from Graham underscore Mayshark. Now, I don't know if that's his real last name, (laughs) but it sounds like a great Star Wars villain, Mayshark. (laughs) He reached out on Facebook, and he asked us, uh, what's your favorite Star Wars dream? Mine, says Graham, is prior to The Force Awakens coming out, I dreamed Episode 7 was just Chewie and Han flying around the galaxy, finding spare parts for the Falcon to get her back into smuggling (laughs) shape, which could be a good plot for a solo movie sequel. Dreams in Star Wars, our own kind of personal fan fictions, Joseph. What do you have in your brain? Yeah, I have uh, fairly vivid dreams. Anybody who uh, follows me on Twitter knows I post them relatively often. I have them more about creators than characters. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lots of dreams about George Lucas. Uh, But I did have one a while back about uh, older Luke. Mm. And it was just, you know, you have those dreams where you're really trying to make sure that someone is happy with you. Yeah. And I, I knew that I wanted to impress Luke and uh, do whatever he needed me to do. And the thing that he wanted me to do in this dream is be really good at riding public transportation. Oh, well, he needs, yeah. <laughs> just be really calm and chill Yeah, <laughs> on buses and trains. And I remember just being like, just sitting on public transportation with Luke and feeling like, I think I'm doing a really good job. I think Luke's going to be really <laughs> proud of me that I took the bus. Luke is in your dreams, uh, in your dreams. Jennifer? Yeah. Vibrant Star Wars dreams? Is Luke giving you valuable lessons? You know, no, but Mark Hamill, I just had one last night. I can't think of anything mm-hmm. like that. But uh, yeah, last night I dreamt I was at behind the backstage at the Oscars. Uh-huh. And Mark Hamill was there, and I was so taken aback by him. I didn't know what to say. And I remember him walking away, and, at, and his back was tr- to me, and I was like... I should have told him how much he meant to me. (laughs) And I just remember feeling a terrible amount of regret. I'm sure that there is something psychological going on with that. Uh, But yeah, that was was my Star Wars dream, guys. Happy beeps. Happy beeps. beeps. You know in real life Mark Hamill would happily hear what what he meant to you. Well, he would have. It's just like the moment had passed and he had to go do his own thing, but it was like me not able to articulate what I wanted to. I was was so mm, caught up. He had to go give candy out at that other theater. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I have... uh, had a dream. Um, it's 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 decades old. Oh wow! Oh. Uh, it doesn't come into play anymore. But it's interesting that Graham talked about uh, he dreamed about episode seven as it was coming out. Uh, and I've mentioned before on on various Star Wars shows here in Force Center. But I I I had my own episode seven as a kid. Oh yeah! And it was a, both a dream and then also just kind of a, a waking reality in my brain. But I really believed I was cast, because at the time I thought what he was going to be an actor or, or a storyteller, I was cast as Han and Leia's son, <gasps> and we were on a mission on Tatooine. And he used to have this dream that we're crawling around the sand dunes. I've got like a DL-45, you know, like a different <laughs> version of it, and Leia and Han are there, and I'd have this adventure. And so I just always had this kind of version of episode seven in my head. I always always had this reoccurring dream in the in the mid-'80s when I was about, you know, nine or ten. Oh, that's it was so there. Cool. It was always there. That's it was always amazing. there. Amazing. Oh uh, I was, I was, uh, you know, right about one thing, <laughs> uh, wrong about a lot. <laughs> uh, from Twitter, LJ Ionic says, 
What if the only way you would get an Obi-Wan movie was if it was a musical? Ugh. Maybe Moulin Rouge is actually an Obi-Satine prequel. That's right. Duchess Satine and Satine, Nicole Kidman's character, the same, right? So, <laughs> Jennifer, I'll start with you. Yeah. A Star Wars musical, and maybe we already got it. This is a this is a tough one. To me, I would think of like a creature centric musical. Oh, I yeah. feel like Obi Wan. It would be a very I don't know. It doesn't lend itself to a lot of dancing, <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I want from a Star Wars musical: is a lot of dancing and jubilant right. songs. Uh, yeah, definitely something in the cantina. I can yeah. see that would be fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's that's the place I think we naturally would gravitate with Star Wars and music. Yeah. Joseph, I can see you dreaming about a <laughs> oh, Obi Wan no musical. Music. I yeah. hope I dream about it tonight. This is great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm all in, and this is the way I'm picturing it. Because yeah, we could have this great uh, young Obi and Satine right. big musical love mm-hmm. fest. That'd be great. But uh, I don't know how many people are familiar with uh, Johnny Cash's albums. From the late '90s, mm-hmm. uh, where he started doing uh, mostly covers, mostly covers, yeah, and he would there oh, would be yeah. kind of ironic, but uh, uh, really great in moving. And I can imagine yeah. this Obi Wan in the desert movie where he has some sort of a space sitar or something. <laughs> oh my god! And in order to pass the time, he sings songs to himself in a sort of Johnny Cash. Low oh, storytelling like mumble vibe. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I think Ewan McGregor would knock it out of the park. <laughs> Rick Rubin plays a job while producing it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like yeah. Back time. Yep. It, it would be yeah. called, uh, I believe those Johnny Cash were called the American recordings. Yes, so I think it would be the uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, the Tatooine recordings. I would love that. Look, I love Moulin Rouge. I will say, I'm not a, overall, I'm not a giant musical fan. I, don't, I just, I don't know. Even though I loved Grease, my mom made me watch Stayed Alive and Yentl as a kid. All right? I'm not opposed to that. <laughs> I do love Moulin Rouge, and it is fascinating to see Obi-Wan opposite Satine yeah. in this movie here. Um, a Star Wars musical, um, I'm not going to say it's my personal nightmare, but it would be interesting. It would be a weird confliction for me. Like, I have to what? Is Hugh Jackman in it? All right. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> On Patreon, we like to take questions every uh, episode from our Patreon supporters, and Alex Lloyd has asked us, do you think the Canto Bite sequence would be more or less controversial if, while escaping on the Fathiers, Rose had yelled out, now this is just like pod racing. <laughs> Hashtag prequelist. Oh, wow. Ooh. Wow. Joseph, we're prequelists. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about this? Yeah. Oh, I think I would have uh, dominated the news cycle. Ah, yes. Yeah. I'd be okay with it. Sure. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, there's that uh, line about from Finn, stop enjoying it this much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, maybe that, that line would have been too on the nose, but yeah. I, I don't remember if she says anything, if she's just enjoying it and Finn comments... But I would have been happy with a, now this is pod racing, like line. Like line. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. A little bit of Star Wars poetry. Yeah. yeah. Now this is father riding. <laughs> or something better. Let's or, go with something or that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of agree with you here that even we are prequelists, I think the audience might have just stood up and revolted at some audiences. Yeah. Other people would like us probably laughed <laughs> heartedly. I don't know, Jennifer, where do you stand down at? Oh, absolutely. I could totally see Kelly Marie Tran as the only person, or maybe John Boyega, to be able to pull off this line. Yeah. I would have loved it. I loved uh, his little ad-libs, you know. Oh, come on! Or I don't know if that was an ad-lib. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, those moments are really fun. I think people would have been very angry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> Some now, people. Yeah, she could say, now this is a successful bombing run. <laughs> that would be more Star Wars poetry. Yeah. Canto Bite is probably, I've heard a lot of say people say it's the most prequel-like sequence of Last Jedi or the new stuff. And, uh, yeah. So, but it all syncs up. Alex is right. Maybe it needed that. Yeah. Or like maybe it. it didn't. Final question. This is a great one from our friend Connie. She, she writes in and says, hi, Force Center crew. She has an exclamation point, so she is really excited. Connie's (laughs) great. I recently came across Jon Favreau's Dinner for Five series on YouTube, in which he hosted four fellow actors or filmmakers together at a restaurant for dinner to discuss both their professional experiences in Hollywood and personal stories. It got me thinking about a Star Wars character, Dinner for Five. Uh, My question for each of you is, if you had the opportunity to host four Star Wars characters for dinner, who would they be, and what topics would you discuss? You may pick any combination of characters from across eras and from any 
medium thanks and keep up the great work great question connie also reminds me of a wwe series that's right called table for three where they get old wrestling legends and sit them down for dinner and conversation this kind of stuff works jennifer yeah porgs might be an option for either the meal or the guest (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) what are you choosing you know this is such a great question connie i love that series um I'm thinking, well, it has to be five, right? So, uh, Ma. Ma I think you, you, you and four. Okay, me and four, great. Maz, Yoda. Yeah. Yaddle. Oh. And Jocasta New. Wow, you're getting some answers. Oh, my God. I want to watch that. I want yeah. to probe their minds. <laughs> That's what I want. Uh, and I think it'd be hilarious. I think we'd have some interest. We'd have some stew of some sort. It'd be like a dinner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, Jocasta New would be a little challenging and kind of a know-it-all. Yeah. But I appreciate that because she'd be able to correct anyone if their facts are wrong. <laughs> Those are, that's great because those are all like older, knowledgeable people, but they all have got secrets. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's what I want to know, the secrets. It'd be a really awkward moment when somebody, probably Maz, is like, now Yoda and Yaddle, what species are you again? And <laughs> exactly. then just like forks drop and it's really <laughs> silent for a little while. And right. You know, Speak of that, we do not. <laughs> <laughs> good answers. Good answers, Joseph. Yeah. You know, this is one of those weird ones where I saw this question come in. It's like, ah, I got to go down my list of favorite weirdos yeah. and I'll weird it up. And, and then I just started mm. thinking about it real sincerely. Right. Uh, Obi-Wan is mm-hmm. for yep. sure the starting place because this is about conversation. Yeah. And I think... That's why I like that damn Dexter's Diner scene. Mm-hmm. I think that's what Obi-Wan wants to be doing. He doesn't want to be flying right. and being shot at by a bounty hunter. Right. He wants to have a nice drink and a chat and challenge people with Absolutely. weird theories. So Obi-Wan's great to have dinner with. So then who do you pair him with? Leia. Leia's just yeah. hilarious, mm. right? And there's great scenes where she lets her guard down a little bit and starts being funny. So she yep. can, uh, you know, and get get a, get her in her cups uh, and get what Leia really <laughs> thinks about the state the of the galaxy. Uh now, to balance this out, I would want a young, enthusiastic person, so mm-hmm. I would want Ray. Oh, great, great. Because then you get Love those it. cross-generational conversations of like, well, Obi-Wan, this is how you handled that, but, you know, Ray, you're just starting out. Is Obi-Wan full of crap on this point? Well, you right. know, what, what do the kids think these days? Yeah. It's so much uh, enthusiasm. So then I got that last spot that's real hard to fill, and I decided to fill it with one of my newer favorites, which is Chopper. Chopper. Oh. Now, I want a translator. Uh, and Ray, I bet Ray could translate Chopper, no problem. Uh, Chopper, I love how he's described sometimes as a war vet. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. he's been through it, and he and Obi Wan could swap stories about the Clone Wars. Of like, right. what was it really like? What happened there? What are good tactics? And then Chopper's going to do something weird and gross because that's just mm-hmm. what Chopper does. And you know, a little levity in there, it'll be great. Right. Right. Okay. That's great. Yeah. You know, and it's so funny because it's like. I think especially here in Force Center, we immediately go to some of the weirdos or the side characters. Yeah. And, 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 and then, Jennifer, you've ch- chosen some esteemed and intelligent characters in the galaxy with stories to tell. The main, It's hard to say, hard for me not to say Han Solo. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to come where come somewhere down in the middle. My four, I, 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 I would definitely want Admiral Raddus because we get some good drinking, yeah. some good stories going. I, I'm going to throw in, this is a wild card, I'm going to throw in Shriv. Oh, the Battlefront that's a good 2 one. Duros. That's a good one. It's really funny, sardonic, uh, sarcastic. It'd be a good conversation. And he wouldn't dominate, like, say, a land. Like, I would love to drink with Lando one-on-one, but yeah. at a dinner party, Lando might be a little, <laughs> little much there. Um, so I got Radis. I got Shriv. Um, I was going to toss in Poe, mm. but then I thought again, he might start dominating the conversation. Yeah. You know who might fit in well with that is Holdo. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. A quiet perspective to the galaxy, um, and she could share some of the same stories. Um, uh, that would go in there. And then then I I thought again, and I'm thinking, uh, I want to go with politician Palpatine. Ooh, Before yeah. the turn, okay. Palpatine on the rise, the one who knew he still had to be charming. Yeah. <laughs> that he wasn't uh, in the position he wanted to be. And I always have the sense that Palpatine, Sheev, would be a very nice conversation, but he'd be sinister and it'd be interesting and we could learn a lot from everybody there. And Shriv could just be like, what 
What's your problem? <laughs> so I'm going Shriv with that. versus Sheev, yeah, huh? Exactly. And we could nice. all wear gold Snoke robes, though. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That'd for be sure. I love it. Connie, great question. Thanks for always uh, contributing and supporting us here on Force Center. Alex, too, all of you are listening. You're supporting us in your own way. A lot of fun talking about toys. A lot of fun talking Star Wars with you. We guys, we love breaking down the news. We also love going into the deep experience of being a Star Wars fan. You can follow us and send us your merch stories on uh, Twitter at Force Center Pod. Facebook page is Force Center Podcast. Like we said, write us some juicy paragraphs about your merch stories. Include some pictures. Support us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Force Center. Merch is available at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. New stuff is on the way. The website is forcecenterpod.podomatic.net and that includes a blog there. Podcast is available several places including Podomatic, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify. And Speaking of the old standby, Joseph, Apple Podcasts, a.k.a. iTunes, we're talking about that. That's right. As always, we like to remind you to give us some ratings and reviews if you have time. Uh, rating in particular is a fast click if you are willing to go to the strange land that is iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Uh, we recently did break our goal of getting uh, 250. We actually blew past that. Mm. Uh, so there will be a special databank brawl coming uh, soon in the next couple of weeks with major characters. Mm, who knows? Maybe it'll be somebody who is sitting around our dinner table of five. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a uh, fighting on the old databank brawl. But it really, really does help a lot with uh, iTunes, Apple uh, Podcasts, mystery algorithms to keep those ratings and reviews coming. And, of course, if you write a review, it's nice for us to hear what parts of the uh, whole podcast feed you're enjoying and why and help us uh, keep connecting with you. Absolutely, it helps. All of this is a great way to support the Four Center Podcast feed. And Jennifer, you, you're probably building some cool Lego uh, <laughs> uh, DIY uh, thing that I could only dream about building and other things on YouTube and whatnot. Yes, that's right. You can find out all my adventures on social media at Jennifer Landa. Be sure to check out Happy Beeps, which is now officially launched. If you want just a little feel-good dose of Star Wars in your day. And yeah, that's all I got for now. I love that Happy Beeps song, Joseph. No, oh, it's so beautiful. It makes me very, very happy. Uh, you can see me tweeting and Facebooking about it probably <laughs> on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Uh, all of those places, I am at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can also go to my website, Joseph Scrimshaw. Scrimshot.com. Find out about live shows. Uh, buy my comedy albums. Rebel Scum in particular is a Star Wars comedy album. And you can check out my podcast Obsessed. I got a lot of different weird topics. And if you're listening to Force Center because you like pop culture, got a ton of episodes you can go through the catalog and check out all the times I've covered different Star Wars and other superhero movies and stuff like that. All on my website at josephscrimshot.com. Absolutely. You can follow me at Catnapsock and that includes Vero for now. <laughs> and Twitch, twitch.tv slash catnapsuck. That is it, guys. You out there, share us your Star Wars merchandise stories we want to hear. So for all the toys that we've purchased and yet to buy, we'll see you next time here on Force Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.